Hey everybody, this is Amazing Fantasy Football. I am Josh, and over there is the Velma to my Daphne. Whoa, is that? Yeah, it's Scooby-Doo. I almost yeah. said Flintstones. Hey, yeah, I got Scooby one right. These <laughs> cartoons. They're, well, Scooby-Doo. Anyways. Sco you think Scooby-Doo has maybe the most iterations? Because I feel like there's always been a different series for decades. Yeah, it might. It probably doesn't have the most, but it's got a lot. It's up there. I mean, there's a pup named Scooby Doo, Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo, What's New Scooby Doo, um, What's Original, What's with... Up Scooby Doo, Where Are You Sco Scooby Doo, Where Are You? Um, I'm hey, sorry. There's, there's a Where Are You Scooby Doo and a Scooby Doo Where Are You? No, no. I said I missed the first oh, one. Cool. Um, That's the one I, really, I grew up on. Just Scooby Doo. There's Scoob. The newest movie. Um, there's probably more that I don't know of, nor do I freaking and care that's about. And not even to mention, Well, no, you did mention a couple movies. Yeah. If it's not Scooby-Doo, where are you? And if it's not 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo, I don't give a flying rat's ass. And if folks can tell at home that we like a uh, superhero slash comic book motif, uh, one of my favorite parts about Scooby-Doo and, I will say, The Electric Company... A completely unrelated show was the fact that... Oh, the new Scooby-Doo movies. There you go. Is the fact that in uh, Scooby... Uh, I believe the original or one of the originals, Where Are You, Scooby-Doo, or Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, whatever it's called, they had often had Batman and Robin. That's the new movies of Scooby-Doo. Oh, there's like... There's two episodes with Batman and Robin. There's one with the Harlem Globetrotters. There's, uh, there you um, go. Guest stars. Uh, yeah. Mama Cass is in one, I think. From the... From um, the uh, oh, God, I forgot the band. Josh. No, she Mamas was a and comedian. Papas? No, she was oh, a comedian. Okay. She died eating a sandwich. Good lord! All right, so on to happier times. <laughs> that was a. It was a bit in Austin Powers, man. The original Austin Powers, the first of Austin Powers. Oh my uh, bad. Dropped the ball yeah. on that one. And he's going through all the debt, the celebrities you know that are dead. He's like, Mama Cass sandwich, which I thought was a joke at the time, but then later found out. That's literally. Oh no, right. no, no. She actually died eating a sandwich. She choked on it and died. Oh. Yeah. And Where's I your laughs now, Chris? Nowhere. Nowhere. Anyways, uh, so, so we're amazing fantasy football. Is, is the is the confusing part to me. Okay. We are amazing fantasy football. And we're here to talk about some tight end diamonds in the rough. Uh, that would be Titans that are not I went outside the top fifteen because it gets nasty. Really <laughs> that's a good way to put it nasty uh, nasty and not in like not in the not in the oh yep. you're nasty sort of I'm way right. it's the oh that's disgusting i'm right in that same uh, uh ballpark uh 15 and down if you will up down 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 yeah. even though the number anyways up. chris i believe you've got <laughs> some news for us some news I, I do let's uh chase to the cut that was that's not how that goes <laughs> All right, let's uh, not bury the lead here. Uh, Deshaun Watson has been suspended for 11 games and is fined $5 million per. This is in lieu of the... Uh, is this the definitive dis suspension, then? Yeah, I think this is done. Because uh, uh, if, if y'all don't recall, uh, Watson was already like, uh, okay, I'll do eight. <laughs> Six. Six. No, no, that's what the arbiter uh, put down on the, on the table. And then Watson's camp and himself said, okay, okay. If you really want to try to go for the whole season, I'll do eight. And then we come down here with 11 eventually. So there was oh, some back and forth okay. is all I'm getting at. Uh, on the arbiter originally said six. 
he said, fine, if you want to go for the whole season, maybe we'll, let's do yeah, eight instead. Yeah. And then they came through with the, with the, uh, the final, yeah, uh, the, the appeal and the NFL appeal. Nailed it. Uh oh, somebody has the wrong third, lower thirds on. How dare you, Christopher? I'm sorry, Josh. Um, <laughs> onward. Um, on to some more quarterback news. Uh, Zach Wilson's arthroscopic knee surgery was deemed a success. Sources slashing tell. success. Yes, it's, it's slashing success. Uh, sources tell ESPN uh, there were no surprises from the original diagnosis. They won't put him on the field until he's 100. But good news for the hashtag Jets. Uh, my understanding. Oh, I'm sorry. On to some RB news. Uh, Kenneth Walker, uh, running back for the Seattle Seahawks, underwent surgery to repair a hernia, not what is sometimes called a sports hernia, quotes, uh, a core muscle injury. Uh, and he's expected yeah. to make a full recovery. The plan is for him to be out there week one if all goes well. Carroll himself is quoted saying as much. But, I mean, this hurts a little. Not like, I mean, obviously, literally, physically for the man himself, but... Uh, for fantasy uh, managers. So keep an eye on that uh, as we will. On to some uh, quarterback, probably QB news. Buccaneers head coach Todd Bowles was non-committal today on Tom Brady's return. I've been seeing this uh, steady flow of uh, news here. This might qualify as fluff in Josh's uh, cat uh, category, but um, we need to keep an eye on this. No, we need to yeah, make any moves that's... with any fantasy pieces or Brady himself. Uh, go ahead, Josh. And there was some speculation that him and Giselle are getting divorced. Oh, I have not heard. I have not and looked that's into what's enough going that. on with that. I huh? just it, it popped up in my news feed, and I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I, all signs still point to him being the starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, week one and onward. Um, Dennis, yes, Dennis Allen, Michael Thomas, uh, the head coach for the Saints, says Michael Thomas going to be ready for the season so eh, it's worth mentioning i think so i he's he's moving up my draft my rankings i mean go back a couple of few weeks where i'm sure we mentioned something about him avoiding the pup uh you a little more don't like i'm sorry you don't like him sorry i'm still a little low on him for sure and uh, will that come up later uh, it's not my notes but maybe I'll, I'll i'll give a little two cents on it later with a certain someone we're talking about onward with some more receiver news Head coach oh, Andy no. Reid told reporters that wide receiver Nicole Hardman, who was carted off Tuesday, is dealing with a groin spasm. Ow. <laughs> the injury is not considered serious, and he could be fine. I, averted. I, I mean, you know, if fantasy... I'm having a spasm in my groin, that sounds pretty serious to me. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. As fantasy, as it relates to fantasy, which, of course, we're a fantasy show, I don't think we're making any moving any needles with this news, but he does play for the high octane offense, and he is a receiver in the NFL. I thought it was important to include. More receiver yeah. news. Michael Gallup, uh, ACL injury to remind folks, uh, was running routes on Thursday. Uh, on to some RBs. Was it like a like a paper route? Um, Definitely. No. A, pa a wide uh, NFL passing route. I think it, if I saw another offhand Twitter quote. Wait, it was, he was passing the ball? No, he was catching the ball. If I saw another offhand Twitter quote, it was, it was like at the end of the kind of when all the other players were finished at practice. He was out there with a trainer, probably a position coach, running routes. It's a good sign, but hey, man, we, we, we've already said our two cents about Mr. Gallup in the first couple weeks of the season. On to some more RB, I'm sorry, on to some RB news. Antonio Gibson uh, was practicing with the Washington punt team. So there's that. Uh, I did also hear, I don't have a quote or a tweet or anything to back it up, but I remember also hearing that I think the next day he was back with the ones. 
just a little bit of smoke for that worrisome fire there in uh, Washington. Uh, it looks uh, more and more likely that Saints running back, Alvin Kamara, will be, will not be. What? That, I completely read that quote wrong previously, folks. This says will be disciplined. I'm getting the exact opposite impression from the rumor mill. They, yeah, they just, I don't think it's, it's I, don't I don't think, think it's, it's going to happen, happen this, this season. Year. Okay, I'm sorry. That seems misquoted. Um, Sean McVay for the Rams says Akers and Darrell Henderson are uh, both have soft tissue injuries. A later report in the week said a Cam Akers injury not considered serious. For what it's worth, more RBs. Fire, fire, fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, going back to the spoke uh, issue there. Uh, more RBs. Melvin Gordon, foot, uh, uh, foot injury, returns to full practice Monday. That's good news. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson practicing in the, quote, James White role. Reminder, folks, James White retired. <laughs> I, I have to pump the brakes on my hype train. It's just, it's uh, in my brain, it's getting out of control. I haven't done any drafts yet. But anyway, let's continue a little more RB news. Miles Sanders was sidelined with a hamstring injury. Moving on. Uh, Chiefs wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster didn't practice Tuesday due to a sore knee. I don't have a later week update for that. My apologies. Uh, Darren Waller was back at practice Wednesday for the Raiders. Uh, Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell told reporters today that tight end Irv Smith, uh, this is relevant to our show, tight end Irv Smith, who underwent thumb surgery earlier this summer, is on track to play week one. So a little bit of good news there for our tight end. Didn't he go Diamonds? down with an ACL last year, too? That doesn't sound right, but I could be what? off base. I could be off base. Off the top of my head. I'm not sure. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. That's the news. Wait, what? You were not giving me time to, uh, oh. to look up his injury. That's okay. I could start with my first guy. Um, okay. Reminder, folks, uh, we are working with a half-point PPR format when it comes to ADP. Uh, we're using Fantasy Pros. Um, the approach to this, as Josh kind of touched on earlier, is kind of a dart throw, late-round gem diamond in the rough uh where we're looking for some value for if you want to go and punt tight end heck if you want to go last round heck if you want to sign an injured guy to another position move him to ir and pick up one of these guys free and clear on the waivers before week one that's kind of what we're dealing with today uh i'm going to start at kind of the top uh at least for my three guys uh, in terms of adp and go robert tanyan uh he is adp 180 slash the 15th round almost free uh, he is the tight end 18 in ADP. Hmm. I have uh, don't have that, but that's okay. I did do half point this time. <laughs> but, I did I did my notes like on Sunday, so it could have changed. No, oh, okay. Um the you know, the uh, obvious tout here is Devontae Adams. 169 vacated targets. Uh the other easy low-hanging fruit here is that Tanyan had an injury riddled 2021. He only played eight games. But may I remind you, in 2020, he had 11 receiving touchdowns and an insane 88% catch rate. The yardage was pretty low, to be fair, uh, at 586. But I would argue a couple things. Uh, he didn't break out right away that season, if I recall. And he, he could be used more, uh, you know, quote, between the 20s now that, you know, Devontae Adams has gone, thereby racking up more yardage, thereby racking up a higher average. 
Um, but that's the, really the long and short of it up for Tanya. Again, practically free. Uh, we'll talk about some other guys today that are literally free uh, in your drafts. But uh, I just think it's insane that he's being dismissed in a situation where there's been 169 uh, targets walk out the door. Nice. Probably more. I didn't even look uh, for other players having that's about left. Right. Uh, Cobb is staying, so that I was like, nah, we're just going to focus on Adams. Uh, and again, uh, what Tanyan uh, proved he could do uh, in 2020. Um, you know, it's not a slam dunk, but it's a really great value there in terms of price. Okay. That's right. Uh, that, mm. And that was a big old no-brainer for a uh, guess by Josh that Chris was going to do Robert Tanyan. His man crush. His Green Bay Packers man crush, Robert Tanyan. Um, anyways, like I said earlier, just, just to reiterate, you said you did a nice job explaining the for scoring format we use, but uh, once again, we like to. We were. I was shooting for tight ends after tight end fifteen because. Yeah, mine it's ended ugly. up there. Yeah, because it's ugly. My highest and one is he, yeah, that guy, eighteen. Um, and what's weird is it. So if you go by overall in the overall column for tight ends, so like Noah Fant is number sixteen, but he's one seventy five. Evan Ingram's one eighty four at seventeen. Robert Tunyon's one eighty eight. One eighty. That's what 18. I got. Eighteen. But then David and Joku, who we're going to talk about in a second, is 177 at tight end 20. I don't get it. Anyways, and I noticed looking, this when I was doing and that's And that's looking directly at the website, to be clear. I'm not your reading notes. off the website. <laughs> <laughs> that's frustrating. We're, we're only missing by a Red's half a spot sucks. here and there, folks. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. We're in the right ballpark. Uh, seriously. I mean, you're, you're going to be... Sucks. You, I, and the, and the listeners and watchers are going to be drafting on different websites. It's going to be a little off yeah adp is also anyways let's important. keep going i'm gonna my first guy is noah fant he is going off the board as i said at tight end 16 um or 169 overall nice it's 170 sorry it's 175 now um i'm not gonna redo that math at 169 was the 1401 anyways go hawks for noah fant he was an iowa hawkeye alum uh fant has been the tight end 12 the last two seasons he may have a new home in the pacific northwest but weirdly enough, he still has the same quarterback as he did last year in Drew Locke. Yes, that means I fully expect Drew Locke to be to beat out Geno Smith as the QB one in Seattle. It's from everything that I've read is that Drew Locke is playing better than Geno Smith. He looked better week for whatever it's worth. Week one preseason uh, or week two technically, he looked yeah. he looked better than Geno. But hey, man, I'm a little worried. Go ahead, please. I'm a little worried that Pete Carroll doesn't know what the hell he's doing up there. <laughs> we always. Fant, he's been dinged up over uh, what seems like most of his career. He played in 16 games in his rookie season, but then in 2020, he missed a, a game with, I believe it was an ankle sprain, and he just wasn't himself the rest of the year, you know? And Fant is currently listed as a tight end one, and according to ESPN.com, um, he will have some tight end targets siphoned away by Will Disley, who's more of a blocking tight end. But Pete Carroll has shown that he does rotate tight ends in and out, even last year when Gerald Everett was there. Uh, a guy who I liked last year in Seattle, you know. And, you know, if you like last year, before going into the season, if you were to come take all those tight ends that um, Seattle had and mash them together, they were like the number seven overall tight end. So I was like really high in Gerald Everett last year and maybe this year too. Um, but Noah Fant, though, he's more of a he's he's more of a receiving tight end than anything else. He doesn't block well, so he might be in and out of the game or whatever. Um, I just think that, you know, if you're looking for a guy in the backwaters of your draft, Noah Fant, he's got all the athletic talent, you know, like 
you know, the OJ Howards that we were talking about uh, before we showed, started the show. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Similarly built to a similar size speed specimen for sure. Yeah. And, and that's all I got on th- Noah Fan. I mean, we're, we're throwing darts here. You could, I mean, you could get worse. We're throwing li- literal? No, definitely. No. Uh, figurative uh, tight end darts at the end of your draft, folks. Or again, may I remind you, a couple of these next guys are going to be free. While we're on the subject of Seattle uh, uh, slash uh, uh, Rams. Anyway, targets that are in a familiar spot. Anyway, Gerald Everett is what I'm trying to say, Josh. <laughs> That's my next guy. Uh, as it really ah, you bastard. That's my last guy. Oh, is it your last guy? Okay, well let's uh let's let's do this then. All right, uh, ADP of uh, 201 that averages out to the six. Uh, I'm sorry, the 16.7 pick again, borderline. Uh, you know where you're taking the kicker, the last pick of the draft in most home leagues. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, he's gone down. Okay, uh, tight end 23 uh, in ADP. Um, let's talk about where he's at this season 2022 uh the chargers and they're much much hyped this is very deservedly so quarterback get it, get on with it herbie uh herbie is targeted tight ends at a top eight rate in his first two seasons uh everett is the tight end 23 in adp despite finishing as in top uh, top 20 last year in seattle's slow down run-based offense uh for Context there, pass attempts for Seattle last year, 31st in the league. Chargers, third. Uh, Herbie's two two starting tight ends over his two-year career, uh, Hunter Henry and Jerry Cook, uh, respectively in order. Uh, 2020, Hunter Henry uh, was 10th fantasy finish. Uh, 93 targets uh, in 14 games. 2021, Jerry Cook was 15th uh, fantasy finish. 83 targets in 16 games. Um, I think Everett is... I know Everett's better than Jared Cook. I'm pretty sure he can probably be on par with a Hunter Henry. Henry had a pretty good la- year last year with uh, Patriots. But, uh, yeah, that's the long and short of it for Gerald Everett for me is that uh, he's an incredible value and a guy that's shown a little bit. He had to share some time with Higby going back a couple years ago with the Rams. But um, I love the value. I love the value if you're going to punt on tight in there. Mm-hmm. So this is what I came up with for Mr. Gerald Everett. Besides all the stuff that I said about going to Seattle last year and all that earlier. Um, <clears throat> Gerald Everett, if you take the Rams, or the sorry, the Chargers tight ends and mash them all into one in 2020, they were the number three overall tight end if you make them into one. The same thing would have been that would have been true last year as well. They rotated uh, tight ends in and out. That's probably going to happen again this year. Now, I'm not going to say that Joe Everett is going to be the tight end three this year. Not what I'm saying. What no. I am saying, though, is because I do believe Donald Parham, hopefully he comes back oh, to health. I forgot he to mention bit- that. Dude, he just popped up with – he's had hamstring for like three weeks now. He's still day-to-day. I completely yeah, he left was, that He's also announced. getting over a spinal injury too, man, or okay. a neck injury. Well, well the hamstring is lingering, and, and we're getting – camp strings are getting close to week one hamstrings. Go ahead. Right. But even then, the Chargers are going to rotate in and out tight ends a little bit. Mainly they use one guy, but they do use other guys. They um, Herbie has targeted other guys in the past other than his primary guy. But I'm just saying, is, and I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not saying that Gerald Everett's going to be the tight end three. But, I mean, if you if, if Donald Parham's not going to be on the field, they don't really have anyone else that of note that I know of. I looked at him and like, I don't even know who that guy is, um, which is kind of saying something. 
uh, I just like Gerald Everett is probably not a top three tight end talent, but what if he's, you know, a mid to low end tight end one, you know, that's maybe you don't, maybe he's not going to be an every week starter for you, but if he, if you need him in spot starts and whatever, and he ends up averaging, you know, has a big game, poor game, big game, poor game. You're probably going to end out on top anyways. That's, I mean, know? that's the tight end landscape folks. You know, exactly. That's, yeah. But this like, is a guy that you're getting more or less for free upside, man. Great upside. Love it. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it. after if, 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 I could easily see in week one where all of a sudden Gerald Everett scores like 14 fantasy points and not, and it wasn't based on a touchdown, you know, for sure. For sure. I think it's funny and, that we both included him. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, what's your next guy? What's your last my guy? next guy. My last oh, guy. Oh, I know is, who it is. Of course, you know who it is. Uh, Adam Troutman. 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 <laughs> it looks more like Trotman, but it, 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 cause it has an A. It's Trout. I know it's Troutman. Anyway, uh, ADP 311. That's the ninth pick of the 25th round. Tight end 31. Completely and totally free. <laughs> uh, um, let's see here. Uh, Troutman's second season last year, 2021. Couldn't have gone much worse. Uh, these are some quotes from a um, DraftSharks.com injury history. I thought they were very poignant and they're just pull up. You didn't want to quote yourself on how much you loved Troutman last year? Oh, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> I mean, loved him in like Dynasty. I didn't invest anything in redraft. But I believe you owe me a Snickers ice cream bar for that I Cole Komet versus Adam Troutman bet. Yep, that was more the that was more the the crux of it was we we had a bet on it. Anyway, Trout Troutman's man. second season couldn't have gone much worse, uh, starting with a pair of medical setbacks. First came a hyalondial cyst that required surgery. This is going in the sure order of the twenty. Up. No, I didn't. It's from the article. Uh, this is going uh, twenty twenty one off season, so you know. Uh, Time moving forward. Uh, the cyst that required surgery, pausing his training for about a month. Uh, just as he was about to return, Troutman developed an appendicitis that required another operation and cost him another three weeks. Uh, it was like a he's quoted as saying, uh, Troutman himself is quoted as saying, it's like a seven week span where I couldn't do anything. An August ankle sprain, again, off season folks, August ankle sprain cost him the final few weeks of preseason training and helped uh, slow his start to the regular season. And then in season, a November MCL sprain cost him three games. Troutman would miss a fourth uh, with a positive COVID test. Uh, he said none of last year's physical issues have carried forward. Chris, this is going to end up being like... the first full off season he's ever had in his three year career. Uh, it kind of sounds like year. he doesn't want to actually play football. That's not what I would say or garner from that information. Uh, mm. The last thing I have from that article is tight ends coach Dan Rauschar <laughs> calls Make Troutman one up. of the better blocking tight ends in the league. Now, this is his position coach on his own team. Let's be clear. But and he didn't grade out quite so well. Uh, it, was, it was more like 15th in uh, PFF blocking ranking, if memory serves. Um, but that will That's obviously help, help Troutman get onto the field. Um, despite all that, uh, with the off-season stuff and then the in-season injury, he still finished 15th in snap share in 2021 amongst tight ends, 51.9%. Uh, his blocking has and will keep him on the field, as I just mentioned a moment ago. And may I remind folks at home that Troutman was uh, has only played the position for about six years prior. This would be his sixth playing the position because he was a high school quarterback, had to redshirt as he changed position. He still got in some playing time his uh, freshman year. 
He ended his career with 171 receptions, 200, I'm sorry, 2,295 receiving yards and 31 receiving touchdowns. Here's the tight ends behind him on the depth chart. Asim Hill, the posi positionless prodigal son. <laughs> Seriously, the, the only reason he is around is his ridiculous contract and the fact that he was Sean Payton's favorite toy. Uh, Nick Vanette behind him, a six-year vet who has played for five teams in his six-year career. This will be a six-year. Yep. Uh, has never caught more than 30 passes in his career in, in one season. Uh, Juwan Johnson, a converted wide receiver who couldn't overcome a hurt Troutman last year. Now, they did sign Chris Herndon, so, you know, whoa, whoa, watch out. Uh, hey! <laughs> exactly. So, the point is, they love him blocking. They love him being the starter. They ha he has practically nothing behind him. Uh, the last little bullet point I have here is playerprofiler.com as his closest comparable player as Dallas Goddard. So, hey, again, free upside, folks. Free who? upside. Dallas Goddard, his closest comparable player. You don't know who Dallas Goddard is? Nope. A lie. That is a lie. So who's your last guy, Josh? My last guy is David Chief Njoku. Chris, I don't, I'm not sure you don't agree with me on this one, but I have a feeling, funny feeling about Chief Njoku here. Do you know why I'm calling him that nickname? Because that's his nickname. I don't know why. Uh, well, it was his nickname for like the longest time because his like his father or his grandfather was the chief of their tribe in Africa, if oh, memory serves correct. Good point. And then he recently went to Africa to visit that, and they made him honorary chief of the. Of the oh, tribe. nice. Silly me was yeah. thinking Native American, because he. There's chiefs everywhere. I man. prefer First Nation, but okay. Um, in 2018, Chief Njoku was tight end, the tight end nine. You know what else happened in 2018? Jacoby Brissett made Eric Ebron the tight end four. Why do I mention Jacoby Brissett? Well, Chris, I believe you mentioned that at the time that I wrote this, Deshaun Watson was suspended for the first six games. Now it's the first 11 games. 11. Yes, and Jacoby Brissett is the backup to Deshaun Watson. Baker trade doesn't look so look doesn't look so good now, does it, Browns? Um, hey, Jimmy G's still out there. I don't think they're gonna do it. I I, I think I that they. But I think mentioning. this was the plan all along, and they're gonna stick to this plan. I, I think they're. I don't want to say punning on 2022, but I think they understood they wouldn't have Watson a significant amount of time. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, so. Perhaps, you know, the, our viewers, listeners, maybe even you, Chris, are worried about the other tight ends on the Cleveland roster. Well, rightfully so. Uh, Austin Hooper, bit about he's gone. Two. He's gone. Uh, Austin Hooper's gone. He, the, the Browns let him walk in free agency. And then third-year tight end Harrison Bryant, who hasn't yeah. really done a whole lot to, to talk about to this point in his career, other than that random game last year where I called him being fantasy relevant. <laughs> I was going to say, other than, other than a limited amount of fantasy hype. Uh, yeah. Uh, me, me included. I... I, I I, I was in on him, but then you start looking at his stats, and it was like more or less that one game. He'll probably, so, be, he'll probably be blocking a lot. Yeah. So David and Joku. I mean, for, for a guy who, the time I wrote this was being the tight end twenty, and he's um, still the tight end twenty at the, at one seventy seven or the fourteen oh nine. So. You know, if you completely punt on tight end, you you're go. just going you're just going crazy with those running backs and wide receivers and you know, grab a quarterback in there somewhere. Oh, maybe you're like me and you don't even draft a quarterback until the very last round. 
I would um, probably take an earlier tight end, to be clear, <laughs> if that's the case. But hey, hey, bargain basement hunting, man. That's what we're what doing. Else, I mean, what other receiving weapons are there for Cleveland other than um, your boy Am Amari Cooper? You know, that Donovan Peoples-Jones, he hasn't done a whole lot in his career. Oh. Uh, Jacoby Brissett doesn't like to throw the ball deep anyways, and that's what Peoples-Jones does. Um, you know, Kareem Hunt out of the backfield. Nick Chubb, I still believe, can catch the ball. They just don't throw the ball to him just to limit his touches. Um, David Bell. About it. An Anthony Schwartz flashed a couple preseasons ago. He's got speed, but there's nothing yeah. there, dude. There's David Bell. There. I'm not. I'm not super inspired. Yeah, I skipped over him because. Yeah, I he's a rookie. He's a, not this year. You know. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Got gotcha. you. Yeah. So, I, I mean, come on. Could would you? And if you were just sitting there th rolling the dice on tight end for week one, and you're just like hey, David and Joku, why not? You know. Would you rather have David and Joku or uh, what's who's right below him? Hunter Henry. I know what you're gonna say. Henry, for sure. Yeah, I figured as much. Mac Jones is uh, my, one of my diamonds in the rough. QB. Uh, David and Joku or, or Hayden Hurst. Refresh memory. Where is Hurst now? He is with the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh yeah, he replaced Uzama. Um. I guess Njoku. Cameron Brait or David Njoku? Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Brait. Really? Wow. Okay. There's a little bit of worry that uh, uh, Brait's the starter because they brought in a rookie, but again, rookie tight ends. Uh, you hey, mean Kyle Rudolph? Yeah, no, not worried about Rudolph. Okay. I think he's a veteran presence in, in the tight end room. It's literally why they brought him in. It's all he's been. The, the past old man has arrived. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just no. I mean, uh, love the player. Great red zone threat. He's just, he's, I'm not worried about him. Austin Hooper in Tennessee or David and Joku. Ah, uh, Shinjoku. Fine. I Evan Ingram too. or David and Joku. In Joku. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess Ingram's the starter. What Jacksonville, right? Yep. Ah, oh, that's ooh, that's rough, man. It's yeah. nasty, ain't it? <laughs> yeah, that was a quick answer for a reason. <laughs> I know you don't like Evan Ingram. Uh, that's all our tight ends. We have been amazing finish football, Chris. Where can they find you on the socials? I am at AFFB Chris. Hey, I remember on... on Twitter, on Twitter.com. Yeah. It's a Good website, job, folks. Good job. Um, I think it's an app too. Anyways, you can find me at Josh AFFB by following us. You can uh, bother us with all your troubles. So you don't be, have to be troubled with those troubles and you can just blame us for when, you know, shit hits the fan. There you um, go. Chris, uh, what, what can they do to help us out here? Like share, subscribe, uh, to the YouTube channel. Leave us comments. Let us know how we're doing on a weekly mm -hmm. basis. We're, 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 we're going into this. Let us know how we're doing. Yep. Uh, always you can leave us some constructive uh, criticism, feedback, five star ratings wherever possible. Five stars, bastards. Hmm. Um, if you're listening to the pod, you know, you can check out the live stream. That's this that we're recording every Tuesday or Thursday. Sorry, those both start with T. Uh, it starts at 8 p.m. Central Time. We don't know where you live, so you do the math. And uh, until next week, Chris. Good night. See you later. Good night.